Welcome to the Marcus Morning Show. Marcus Morning Radio Show. Or what even is today? Wednesday, January 19th. Is it? No. Holy moly, I'm a day behind and a dollar short. But hey, that's okay. Because you know what they say, when it's time to play, you show up today, okay? Is that called alliteration? Or the lamest poem you've ever heard in your whole damn life? Guten morning, Exner. Or, um, no, it's guten evening to you. And how the heck is everybody doing? I can tell you what, man. This morning came at me like a fist from a jealous boyfriend of a girl I never met before. 
I can tell you, when it comes to false accusations of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, I just really can't think of any person that better represents what that actually means. And the, th the whole thing, it's not about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's about you're living the right life that puts you in situations that you get to experience that most people would never get to. Now, there's good and bads to all of that, okay? Right place or wrong place, wrong time. For a good example is because I opened this door for this lady as she was walking into the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, she said I had a pretty face, and she gave me a million dollars because she, I looked like the son she never had. Now that, my friends, that's the right place, right time, okay? Now a bad version, wrong place, wrong time. Hey, you're driving a vehicle that looks exactly like the vehicle that ran over a school of bus full of nuns. Now that sucks. Can you imagine being on the receiving end of that? The receiving end of that accusation? That, but again, ultimately, you're going to have that story for the rest of your life. Now, hopefully that life is long and not spent in jail. Because, but, you know, outside of that, hey, man, almost falling off a mountain because you thought it'd be fun to climb a tree is a story that you will take with you for your entire life. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to bring you the news, bring you the information, bring you the insight, bring you the things that you need to know about. Because staying informed does not mean staying educated. It is completely indifferent. Staying informed means that you learn and know about what's going on in the world, but still you live your life in spite of that newfound information. Okay, we do not live ignorant because we don't have to. We live educated because it makes our lives easier. And by being educated, you got to make sure you know what's going on in your own state. And just because I already kind of touched on this before, I'm going to start out the day by just letting all of you wonderful people know that in case you were wondering, another Colorado library has been closed for meth. That is right. We are up to three. We are setting the bar high in Colorado. Excuse me. When it comes to people smoking meth in libraries. Unfreaking believable, man. It is unbelievable. And you know what drives me so crazy about these articles? The meth part is just yada yada like the fact that people are smoking meth in the library they're like you know it happens and it's just like what the fuck how have we just become so okay with this how is a dead homeless person on the street normal how is meth in our libraries normal what has gotten us to this fucking point man it's crazy to me that we have just gotten to a point of such neuteredness that's a bad word but man we just don't give a shit anymore do we somebody else will solve the problem somebody else will stop the mess somebody else will stop the drugs somebody else will stop everything that could ever be wrong because ultimately what we want to do is we just want to live our lives it's ridiculous man this is the difference between staying informed okay this is the difference between now when you go into a library with your kids you now be like fuck i gotta look out for meth as much as that's horrible that is how you keep yourself safe. That is how you keep yourself protected. Knowing that in Colorado, it's perfectly legal to go smoke meth in a fucking library. You know, as a parent, no, look, no, I'm going to go ahead and roll, roll with my kid real quick to, live, to, the, to the bathroom just to make sure there's not some meth person smoking meth in there. Because well, obviously the library isn't doing anything. Obviously the police aren't doing anything. And ultimately, who's going to keep you and your family safe? It's you. And the best way to stay safe is to know what's going on. 
And I can tell you what, one of the best ways to stay safe is to have a government that doesn't let meth happen in its libraries. But that's a problem for another day. So just do what I know you all are capable of. Open your eyes, use your words, and make this world better by speaking some damn sense back into it. We're starting today strong, and I hope you are too. Let's freaking do this, y'all.
That was Snake Oil Salesman by John T. Graham. Ooh, ooh, baby. I'll tell you, that one right there, that's my flavor, right? That is, it's a, it's just, it's got passion, it's got love, it's got real instruments, and it's got a damn good singer. When you put all those things together, you end up with a fantastic blues song. Once again, just because I liked it so much, that was Snake Oil Salesman, y'all, by John T. Graham. Just you should you should enjoy the things that are worth enjoying in this world because before you know it, they could be gone. Like the eight tracks of yesterday to the to the Walkmans of tomorrow. Things come and go fast, y'all. Like in the digital world, we've been spoiled with an ability to more or less not ever have to care about anything because if it's digital, it can either be copied, replicated, brought back. And you just, ultimately, you don't got to care about it. Well, I promise you, hard drives stop spinning, computers stop turning on, and eventually those pictures are gone forever. And that's why it's so important as you go through life, you're appreciating each and every memory that you are forming in your mind. Because it goes away. <clears throat> and I don't want it to go away for you. But I can tell you, one thing that I do want to, to go away is the lights that have been left on at a Massachusetts school for over one year because no one can turn them off. Yeah, that's right. I said it and I freaking meant it. In Massachusetts, there is a school that for a year and a half, they have been unable to turn off the lights. You want to know why they were unable to turn off the lights? I'll tell you. Because some snake oil salesman came around and said, Hey, government idiots who don't respect taxpayers' money in any way, shape, or form. I have an awesome sales pitch I can give you, and then after you give me money, you can tell everybody how good you are because you listened to my sales pitch and believed every word that I had to say. So short version of the story, back in the day in, it has been going... Many years ago, the uh, Mitch, I want to say this right, Minichaug, Minchaug, Minichaug Regional High School um, installed this lighting system that was supposed to save them money. So what this lighting system ultimately did is it was a smart lighting system. So it would dim during the day, it would turn brighter during the, the evening when the sun, and it had like light sensors and you know, it made you coffee and it didn't spit in it. And it just, apparently it did all these things because, you know, this is too hard for teachers and people. Humans can't flip a fucking switch, right? That's, no, no, no. We need AI robots be, to dim our lights. So as we take all the responsibility out of ourselves and put it onto these systems that continually to fail FAA, we were really starting to see the results of an over-dependence on technology. Because for a year and a half, taxpayers have been lighting the night at this school. It seems silly, but a year and a half to solve a problem? That is ridiculous. It should never take that long to do anything except grow a year and a half year old. Do you see my point? We are paying this government ungodly amounts of money that can be used to feed you, feed your kids, buy you shit. Improve your life. All of that money that, being, that is being spent to light up a, an empty building. And they're just, this is a direct quote from the cocksuckers. 
we are very much aware this is costing taxpayers a significant amount of money. No shit. What, how about we are hyper aware of how pointless and awful we are as a governing body because we don't have the sense to just hire an electrician to fix the problem. No, 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 no. We are locked into this system because our brains are not allowed to pivot. That is the problem with so many people ending, most importantly, government. They are a singular, singularly minded entity. As soon as they make a decision, their ego slaps them across the face and says, if you change your mind, I will kill you and your whole family. And because that's the mindset that they have, whenever they screw up, they just throw in the towel and they, well, we have to. And here's the reason. We've been waiting on a part from China because of COVID. Man, that must be nice. It, like COVID has essentially become every asshole's excuse on why they suck. Seriously, we've been waiting a year and a half for a part. That's, we can't do, we literally can't do anything else. We can't rewire the lighting circuits into a temporary box, literally right next to the main fucking branch panel and have it be a manual articulated light system. No, no, we can't do that. That would give money into a regular Joe's electrician's pocket and nothing good would come from it except for, you know, being able to accomplish what we want. We would look stupid, so we can't do it. So instead of looking stupid for, you know, having to admit it, we're just going to let people assume and then blame something else. That is the epitome of a bad government, man. That is the epitome of a stupid government who is too proud to actually do their job correctly. Another direct quote from these wonderful leaders. It's even my state, but it just pisses me off so much because it's coming, I promise you. I just, we're getting so many wonderful examples of stupidity and all the great reasons to not be stupid. Why can't we just lean heavy into the not being stupid part? <laughs> Another direct quote. I would say the net impact is in the thousands of dollars per month on average, but not in the tens of thousands. So you're fucking welcome. I may have adverbed that little bit at the end. But it's just like, do you see how that statement shows that they're dumb? That, that statement shows that the people are saying, quit wasting our money. And he hears, hey man, I could be wasting a lot more. Right? When hit, like a, a, an intelligent leader's response would be, we understand that it is costing thousands of dollars a month. The reason why we have made the decision to do that is because of these circumstances. We hear you, this, and we do not want to be losing any of your money a month. What up, goat? But because we are, we're sorry, and here's how we're gonna do better. But no, man, it's just like, hey man, be lucky, be happy, because we could be doing so much worse. You want us to do worse? Because we will. And that, that, when you're listening to your leaders, if they are talking about you, as in how we can make your life better, how this is impacting you, what this, how this affects you, you probably have a good leader. If you have a leader that talks about them, the government, your, the state, the, like them, they are not talking about you. You are not them. You are the people that give them money. And you just need to never forget that. They are the employees. We are the employers. 
That doesn't mean we get to treat them like shit. That doesn't mean we talk down to them. It doesn't mean that they're our servants. It doesn't mean that we're their bosses. It just means in a role of government and citizens, okay, everybody plays their part. And when one isn't doing their job, specifically when the government isn't doing their job, it is up to us to not let them do it. Don't let them be corrupt. Do not let them be incompetent. Do not let them abuse the wonderful gift of taxes that we give. I'm telling you, y'all, the moment that we stop caring, they are justified in never caring again because they already care less than us. So we have to double up to catch up and tell those assholes, man, do better.
Oh, yeah, yeah, that was Tired of Trying by Red Revision up before, or no, oh my, that was Got No More Time by Red Revision, and before that, we had Tired of Trying by, believe it or not, Red Revision. You know, as we inject the blues into this world, it's not to make you sad, it's to make you soulful, it's to make you to dig down deep into your heart, give it a little squeeze and say, I appreciate you, buddy. Because ain't nothing works harder than a pumping heart. All right? You think it doesn't go to sleep. It doesn't get to take a break. From the moment it starts to the moment it stops, that sucker clocks in like nobody's business. In a world full of employees, give me a human heart any day. It'd be a little hard in the food industry, but, you know, they got gloves and masks for everything these days. You got a bloody heart working the fry station? I bet you busts his ass never stops. So... The problem is you can't, you, you don't, uh, you don't promote those people to management. 
They don't do well in management. Hard workers don't do well in management. You know why? Because you steal their soul away from them. Workers are workers, man. They like to work. If they want to advance, that's different. But most of the time, they just want to be treated right, paid fairly, and allowed to show up and leave. If you give your employees that, man, I tell you, you're going to have people that will work hard for you the rest of your life. Now, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> In a world of working hard, you know our government does not like to do that. So <laughs> here's the idea. Let me paint you a picture. Every year, every day, okay, thousands of people try to enter the U.S. for a varying amount of reasons. Between vacation, between looking for a new life, between looking for work, between looking for safety, you name it. There's a million different reasons to enter a country, and those are some of the handful of reasons that people come to the U.S. More specifically, what I want to address, though, is the idea of refugees. A lot of times the refugees they get thrown out in the news and i don't think they really address exactly what it what that is what that means okay so if you're a fleeing refugee what does that mean it essentially means that you no longer are safe where you live not in a you know my neighbor's a dick and or my you know i don't like the taxes here it means that people are more or less going door to door or if they see you in public, you're going to be killed. Okay, that's really what a refugee is. Now, there's humanitarian refugee status where it's more like we don't have food and we're going to die. And then the very weakest edge of that sword for me is the economic refugee. So the refugee is like, hey, Mexico, I can't get a job. So I'm a refugee. And it's like, oh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> that is not what a refugee is. And the reason why it matters so much to have standards and reason and definitions to these words is because if you don't it lessens what it means okay so if a refugee has the same criteria of entering the country as somebody who's trying to look for work on a work visa what does that mean to be a refugee then like what is the actual bar that has to be reached before somebody deserves extra um attention because you got to remember, y'all, in a world of haves and have-nots, which we very much have as humans because different humans have different wants and needs. But in a world where there are people who genuinely just aren't bad people in any way of the definition, you can apply your own definition to that. But if they're not that they haven't done anything wrong, but they just make a point to not do anything wrong and they are being persecuted i can't think of anybody who deserves help more because good people who are willing to do good deserve to be cherished indifferent people are not good people i'm not talking about people who are indifferent just living their lives that's very very different and the biggest problem is how do you exactly determine who is suffering enough to be a refugee? That's the ultimate question, man. And I really think that we try so hard to make it complicated. And we make it complicated so that we can better gain power to help people. And if you tarnish why you're, or if you tarnish how you're helping people, it really makes the why not matter. Because 
If one group of people is helping refugees so that they can sell t-shirts and make a million dollars, is that bad? Are they helping refugees? Let's, in this scenario, are they actually helping refugees? Let's say they are. But what if they have an 80% profit margin? Are they bad? Do we get to say they're bad? That's the question. And that's why when we have these debates and we have these arguments about what it means to be a refugee, you got to make sure that you're understanding that you're putting your own individual biases into it. And that doesn't make you wrong. It just is a reminder that when you have the conversation, make sure that you're talking about the real world implications on what it actually means. What does it actually mean to bring in anybody who claims that, they're, that they need help? What does it mean to deny a large amount of people who are claiming they need help? Those are the questions that should help determine the answer. And one of the answers to this problem is the U.S. government has created a new program that's, that lets private citizens sponsor refugees in the U.S. So essentially what that means is that the U.S. government is creating a department that if people want to participate it in, they can sign up, provide receipts basically on how they're going to support. They have to make a plan and then they can adopt a refugee more or less. We check the oven, please. Um, they'll adopt a refugee more or less. And the end, I like, I love this. I love this. I think this is a program that will be absolutely abused. But in it, at its heart, is the way it should be. Okay, so ultimately, not to focus on the abuse that will happen, because it will, man. It ultimately, it, vlogger, what's up, vlogger? Right, it will be abused, but not exclusively. If they set up the program correctly, the amount of true help that this will give to true refugees is bar none, y'all. Because this is human to human. So let me kind of give you, let me, let me kind of give you the, the nuts and bolts of it, all right? So the State Department plans to announce the program dubbed the Welcome Corpse. So enter, Lindsay might be able to put some in the chat, but there's been multiple like governmental corpse throughout the years that have like, I think one guy built a bunch of dams and there's just the Peace Corps, the, the, the Welcome Corps, the, engineering core like a lot of what the, essentially what it is workforce core you know the apple core pineapple core we got all the cores so national parks core you know and just i could go on we got the you know like core drilling all right that's when you you take a tube about that big and you did you drink it's hollow and you go straight down and then it closes and then it pulls out a big old chunk of earth from like 10,000 feet in the, in the thing. And then you go, hey, look, it's dirt. And then it's like, yeah, but it's deep dirt. And it's like, well, we learned a bunch of stuff. Did you? Yeah, they did. <laughs> but I digress. So ultimately, there's a lot. So when the government creates like a, a, a you could argue a, a human army, a, a, a organization of humans that they want to do actionable steps a lot of times they call it a core because it's not just a thought process right so ultimately dubbed the welcome course on thursday 
The agency aims to line up 10,000 Americans who can help 5,000 refugees during the first year of the program. So there's a little two-to-one action there. So I want you to think about somebody who is coming from like a war-torn country. Okay, think about a, a Ukraine. Bad example, but not really. Everybody gets it, I guess. But like, say, a Ukraine single mom who house got blown up, has got nowhere to go. You know, as much as we've given the Ukraine government money, you think they would be taking care of it. But we digress. It's hard to use money for war when it's being laundered. <clears throat> Just kidding. Allegedly or suspiciously. YouTube, I'm really trying to make it. Don't come after me. Okay. <laughs> it's just, there's so much evidence. Um, so ultimately staying on the focus side. So in a world, in a country where we want to bring in refugees, but we also want to make sure that it's people who don't want to cause any harm. And it's people who actually need refugee status. Okay. You set up a department, you set up an organization that can do background checks, can vet people that are coming in. And one of the hardest parts about refugees is depending on the country they're coming from, it's really difficult to get records for people. Hey, were you a murderer before you came here? Nah, man, I'm good. And then you call the local military or military. Sometimes you have the local agencies and they're like, yeah, I don't even know this person exists. There is no background to, what do you mean? We can't check <laughs> here. Yeah. Look behind me. No, he's not murdering me behind me. So that's as far as and deep as our investigation goes. So when you have, when you have, yeah, militia, there you go. When you have that type of systems, depending on what country the, you know, the individual's coming from, you still have to vet them. You still have to make sure that they're not lying. Because I know it sounds crazy to a lot of people, but bad people don't care about lying. They don't. They just lie and move on. If there's no guilt, they don't feel weird about it. Everything that you feel when you lie, they do not. So in a world where we have to make sure that we understand that people are willing to be dicks, we also got to make sure that we're taking the steps to verify that we're not rewarding dicks for being good at being dicks. Okay. And if you're a liar and you're good at being a liar, and you use that skill to get your ways over others, you're dick. It's that easy. Okay? But so what they're going to do is 10,000 Americans can help 5,000 refugees. Okay? So the way that it works is that five individuals have to come together, and then they will be responsible for sponsoring a refugee. Okay? They have to come up with $2,000 to start as well as other expenses for food, um, a place to rent and to like help them, right? Like get them on their feet. Excuse me. Okay. So the interesting part though is last, it was in 2021. Okay. The a similar program launched that was much smaller scale. It was like a testing. They do this a lot. Thank God. Right. But they do this a lot. So they brought they a different private organization kind of started this. And those people will actually brought in 800 people, which is kind of that's pretty impressive. Like navigating all of the bullshit that is bringing in refugees. The fact that a private organization managed to break through, do what they did. And they did that with only 235 sponsors. So the math is a little different than what they're saying the new program is going to be. So this one, it's 10,000 people for 5,000 um, refugees. 
In 2021, it was 800 refugees to 230 sponsors. So that'd be interesting to kind of have a breakdown of, of how all that worked. Okay. But ultimately they have to raise the money. They have to agree to take care of these people and make sure that they flourish. It's just interesting, isn't it? And, um, that helps it so that the government doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> because ultimately, do you know what he's going to say? Do you know what our politicians are going to say? I brought, I started the welcome Corps, and I have brought in all of these refugees and I am the best person ever. It's not the people. He's not talking about the people. He's talking about himself and the government. And just word choice matters a lot. And it's the easiest way to kind of infer somebody's truth. People are allowed to think through things and misspoke, misspeak. But you definitely aren't allowed to just flat out lie. And in a world where I always root for success and I want things to succeed that should succeed, I hope that this program is a massive success that has no corruption, no um, fraud or waste, and it truly helps and saves people's lives, man. Because we should want to help people who truly deserve it. And that, my friends, is my thoughts and opinions on that one.
All right, my friends, that was Little Weeds by Wellness. The time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things. Of shoes and ships and silhouettes. Of something and kings. And while the sea is boiling hot and weather mice have wings. Salute to Thanks for listening today. We're cabbages and kings. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Today we had a wonderful conversation. The government leaving the lights on for far too long. Meth is still an issue in the library. And if you're looking to adopt a refugee, the U.S. government has your back. So please hang out while we shift gears into the Marcus show because we are coming hot and heavy, my friends. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. And I will see y'all on tomorrow's radio show and technically like 15 minutes from now. All right, y'all. Peace. So dear society, you suck. <laughs> Say no. about your posts I know they're only fake show us what you own and how much money that you make <laughs> yeah I know that you're trying to fix me but I don't want to be like you keep your stupid job pretend that you're the person you wanted to be <laughs> and you're dying not to work but work until you die and you're dying not to work but work until you die you're dying not to work but work until you die you're die 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 Say no Thanks for listening, legends. Love your faces.